just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope your week is going well. Mine? Well, I'm cool. (laughs) I think sometimes I need to explain kind of what I do and who I am because you hear me on TikTok and you hear me on the podcast and you're probably thinking to yourself, when does this guy ever work? And here's the deal. I'm kind of semi-retired. I've been semi-retired for a while. Now, I do some business stuff that doesn't have anything related to podcasts or TikTok or anything like that. But the thing about it is, if I don't feel like doing it, I don't do it. I make my own time. So it's very relaxing. And if I feel like there's something worthwhile venturing into, I will. And if there's not, then I don't. And I want to tell you something. We'll get into the news of the day and all that stuff. But When I was a young man, I was like every other young man who wanted to get rich and famous and have big cars and a big house and all those sorts of things. And, of course, every young man wants that. 99.9% of young men will never get that. I didn't reach that. And it's kind of an unreachable goal. But I found when I got older that there's a better goal. There's something that you can achieve. And that is just as satisfying in the end. And that is go out there and do your job, save some money, get a pension or get a 401k or something like that. But work your hardest, save some money. And then when you get to the certain age of 60, 65, 67, whatever it is, the moment you can live comfortably, pay your bills and do the things you want to do. One of my greatest joys is getting up whenever I want to. In my last job that I spent 27 years in, I had to get up at 4.30 every day. Now, I don't like going to bed at an early time. I mean, as it is right now, I'm recording this podcast probably around midnight. And I prefer to be up at this time. This is when I seem the most coherent. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully the podcast will bear that out. But I'm more of a late-night guy. So getting up at 4.30 every day was very tough. Not so much when I was young, but 27 years down the road, it got to be more and more difficult. Now with my current situation, I can get up anytime I want, go to bed anytime I want. When my eyes open and I'm done sleeping, I'm ready for the day. And I got to tell you, that is the most satisfying thing that I experience in my current stage of life. Yeah, it would have been nice to be rich and famous, but how about comfortable and free? Shoot for that because that's something you can get. That's something you can achieve. If you just work hard, do your job, do the things you're supposed to do, save some money, and uh, keep pushing on. Don't worry about being rich and famous. Strive for that being comfortable and free. That is really the ultimate goal out there, and it's uh, attainable by anybody. So don't worry about the rich and famous. If that's going to come, it's going to come. Go for the thing that you know you can achieve. This is what I've done. And I had no idea that I would like it or that I would be proud of it or excited to be 
in this situation, but now that I'm here, of course, I'm much older than many of those young people. I'm 61 years old, but it is a comfortable feeling. And I guess comfort ultimately is the best thing, at least for me and I think for a lot of folks, if you just kept that in mind. Keep your keep your uh, plans and your dreams. Uh, you can make them big if you want. You can go after those, but be satisfied with what you end up. All of it is kind of a sum of what you've done your entire life with your family, with your job, with whatever. So work your hardest, do your best. And if you only end up comfortable and free to do what you like to do, that's a big win. Trust me on that. All right, <laughs> enough, uh, <laughs> enough of the sermon. Let's talk about what's happening in the news. Do you folks remember a lawyer by the name of Michael Avenatti? I'm sure you do. You haven't heard about him much lately, but Michael Avenatti was Stormy Daniels' first lawyer. Remember the whole thing with Donald Trump paying off a, a porn star and Michael Avenatti representing her because they had her under an NDA and apparently it wasn't a legal NDA for whatever reason. It was just a big mess. They were pushing hard against Donald Trump and Michael Cohen because Michael Cohen was the one that made the payment. Well, interestingly enough, Michael Cohen explained how Donald Trump um, not only told him to pay her off, but then paid him back for the money he spent. The funny thing is, is after this went through the courts, Michael Cohen went to jail because what happened there was illegal. Now, under normal circumstances, the man that uh, told him to do it and then returned the money later should go to jail too. But unfortunately, Donald Trump was the president. And for whatever reason, he and the Republicans were able to slip through everything. They always say no one's above the law, but that is not the case because clearly Donald Trump, while president of the United States, was above the law. Michael Cohen did time. Now, ultimately, now that all these people are doing investigations into Donald Trump, assuming the statute of limitations doesn't run out, Donald Trump could be indicted and tried for that same crime that Michael Cohen went to jail for. Now, whether that will happen or not, I'm not sure. There's so many other things. They may focus on them and not address this. But we're talking about Michael Avenatti. Now, if you remember Michael Avenatti, he was the media darling. Now, he was everywhere. He was on every news cable channel there is. And he was on like every day. It seemed like every hour. Now, Michael Avenatti seemed to like all the press and all the attention and that is the way of lawyers. They may be getting paid for whoever they're working for, and sometimes they don't even charge them at all because that publicity, that raising of the profile is more valuable to them than, uh, than the actual pay for whatever job they might be doing. That's why you see somebody uh, take somebody like Charles Manson or, or some other notable uh, criminal and and being a powerful loyal, lawyer, but still representing him for nothing because the guy may not have anything to pay. And the reason they do that is to raise their profile so that now they become a higher level of lawyer and then they can charge more money to future clients. And that's what Michael Avenatti was doing. Now, Michael Avenatti was fighting against uh, 
Donald Trump and Michael Cohen, and he was talking some shit. I tell you what, he was tearing into both of them, making all kinds of claims, and they were true. And a lot of the predictions he made as to what was going to come to pass did, in fact, come to pass. But then all of a sudden he said something. I don't know, remember what it was exactly. He said something either off the air or on the air, and it got him in a bit of trouble. So his uh, the sunshine kind of faded away from him. He wasn't so much in the public eye anymore. And then something more happened. He started representing um, other clients, and he ran into some trouble. Now, there was this youth basketball organization who had Nike as a sponsor. And for whatever reason, Nike said, yeah, we're going to pull our sponsorship. Well, that made the Youth uh, Basketball League angry. So they hire Michael Avenatti. He's high profile. He's a big shot. He can get this straightened out. You see, the Youth League decided that 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 was breaking or breaching a contract they had with Nike. They couldn't quite pull it yet because of the contract. So Michael Avenatti was all over this. And again, he started showing up on TV shows and newscasts and those sorts of things. He was still bold, loud, and boisterous, as Michael Avenatti tends to be. But then it got quiet again. Then we heard a story that Michael Avenatti's in trouble because of some tactics he used against Nike. Well, today we find out that Michael Avenatti, the lawyer, who once represented Stormy Daniels, was fighting Trump and Michael Cohen, now representing a youth basketball league going after Nike. He was sentenced to 30 months in jail today. He was sentenced to 30 months in jail. That's two and a half years. And why? For extortion. Apparently, he wasn't getting anywhere with Nike, so he decided he would extort them by saying, well, we'll let this out or we'll let that out. Now, the problem here is while Micah Avenatti was well-known, he's not nearly as powerful as Nike. When <laughs> Here's a story I'll tell you real quick. When I was a young man, I, always, uh, I got my share of fights. I never lost a fight. I told my kids, I never lost a fight. And they said, man, you must have been tough because you never lost a fight. I said, no, I wasn't that tough. Then how did you not lose any fights? It's because I didn't fuck with people who I knew could beat my ass. I made friends with them. <laughs> and that's what Michael Avenatti should have done. She, see, he starts believing in his own press releases and his own press uh, on the cable news channels and everybody thinking he's a big shot. So he's going head-to-head with Nike and he resorts to extorting them. And apparently they proved it because he was convicted. Well, he went head-to-head with Nike. Nike has a lot of money, a lot of power, a lot of profile in their own right. And they just tore his ass up. Michael Avenatti was charged. Again, he was tried and convicted of extortion. Now he's in jail for two and a half months. When he gets out, He is probably not going to be working as a lawyer again. See, much like Rudy Giuliani, he lost his license, too. So here's Mr. Big Shot that was on all the TV news channels, ranting and raving about Trump and Cohen and then representing the Youth Basketball League up against Nike. He's the big shot. He's going to make all kinds of money. He got arrogant. He got cocky. Now he's in fucking jail. 
Now he doesn't have a law license. So two and a half years, still a relatively young man. When he gets out, what the hell is he going to do? I'm guessing write a book because there really isn't much else he can do at this point. I think he's already written one book, by the way. But he needs to somehow recover from this stain on his image. It is substantial. Now, the reason I bring that up is because I wanted to talk about the media and what they do and how they can turn somebody into a hero and then turn them into a zero. And that is a and I'm not talking about just Fox and Newsmax and stuff. I'm talking about MSNBC, CNN, and all of those kinds of vehicles for news. Sometimes you don't even want to call it news because it's more uh, opinion and it's more of a show on both sides of the uh, the aisle as it were. But now Michael Avenatti was made out to be a hero when in fact he's nothing more than a criminal now. And the media made him and now they're destroying him. And that's a lot of what happened with Donald Trump. See, When Donald Trump was first going to run for president, nobody took him seriously. Nobody thought he was a legitimate candidate for president. Nobody thought it could happen. But like with Michael Avenatti, Donald Trump talks a lot, talks loud, kind of arrogant, makes some news. To them, they see it as ratings, so they give him airtime. They give him air. And that's what they did with Donald Trump. Now, you can blame the GOP or you can blame um, um, the Democrats for not voting hard enough against Donald Trump in 2016. But the fact of the matter is the real blame or a good part of the blame should go to the media. Because like with Michael Avenatti, they saw that this shit show that is Donald Trump was good TV, good ratings. So they kept putting them on the air. And the more they put him on the air, the more he seemed like a legitimate candidate for president. He started spewing all this racist shit and all this ridiculous lies and all these sorts of things. And the media just looked at it as, yeah, that's money. That's ratings. So they kept putting him on. Now, all of a sudden, this guy that has no chance to win the presidency is a front runner. Now he's the Republican candidate. The media keeps up with it, all with Stormy Daniels and all these or other things. No matter how bad they were, they kept him in the news. They made him re, uh, legitimate in the eye of the people. Now, he said enough things that inspired enough people to vote him into office. Again, you can blame Donald Trump. You can blame the GOP. They certainly had their part in the way Donald Trump came into office. But again, a large part of that has to a lot of part of that blame has to go to the media. They made Donald Trump a legitimate candidate. They put Donald Trump in a situation where he could be elected president. So what I'm saying is whether you're talking about Michael Avenatti or you're talking about Donald Trump, any of the negatives that come out of this, because these people were known to be Liars, cheats, and thieves, and criminals. Both of these two were before they ever ended up on TV. But they spoke loud enough and they were arrogant enough that these people, the media, just kept giving them airtime. And by giving them the airtime, they uh, they legitimized these people. 
So in the coming months headed toward 2022, we really got to take a close look at the media. They like to stand back and say, oh, it's not our fault. Well, the fuck, it isn't your fault because you're the one that made these people legitimate. You're the reason, partially the reason, for Donald Trump being president. You're the reason that Michael Avenatti, a no-name lawyer out of nowhere, all of a sudden became this media darling. You gave him a little uh, attention, it fed his ego, and he just went out of control. Now he's in jail. Donald Trump, the same thing. He uh, got all this attention. They thought it'd be cool if this guy was the candidate, never thinking he'd win, but then he does win. Now they spend four years complaining about what a shit show he is, but they are part and parcel responsible for him being in office. Never forget that. So what I'm saying is one of the largest problems in this country is the media. They don't always give you the facts. They don't always give you the truth. They give you what's going to get ratings. And this world has become, or this country anyway, has become not so much interested in the news. It's more a tabloid interest. They like the short news stories, the scandals, the uh, the arguments, the fights, the whatever. They like that, and that's what catches their attention. And as I do this podcast and as I do the TikToks, I'm finding out something. People don't pay attention to everything. They don't look at all the facts in a story. And I'm talking about the people who agree with me and the people that disagree with me. Now, when I started doing the TikToks, I didn't know what to do. So I just did what I do. I took stories that were in the news, kind of boiled them down, compacted them, and put them in a more understandable bit of information in 60 seconds and fed that to people. And I was always amazed how many people had no idea what the original story was about until I was able to boil it down for them and simplify it for them. That doesn't mean they're stupid. That doesn't mean anything bad. It's just that people are conditioned to hear the things that catch their attention and things move along so fast. There's another news story and then there's another news story and and it gets lost. I'm going to talk about a couple of news stories, too, in the next half where people have done that. They hear one little thing. It scares them, makes them mad, makes them happy. That's all they remember. They don't remember all the facts tied to the story. So they have an opinion on something when they don't really know all of the facts. So we'll talk about that some in the next segment. We're talking about some more news stories that are happening in this country right now, and there are a ton of them, and there's going to be more. Trust me on this. So you just hang with me here. We will be right back. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So as I've been doing my TikToks and some here on the podcast talking about the vaccines. Now we know this country has about 67% of its population with the vaccine. Joe Biden was shooting for 70% by July 4th. Didn't happen. There are very few people getting their vaccines now, and it's because 
There's a certain group of people that believe vaccines are bad. They're dangerous. They're deadly. They're going to take away your freedom, which is all absolutely ridiculous. There's no basis, in fact, to that attitude at all. But these people believe it. Now, there are people that have the vaccine and they're hearing a story about the variants out there, how these how this uh, COVID-19 has mutated to do something different. And the fact of the matter is uh, COVID-19 now has a Delta variant, which came from Britain, I believe, and it is more infective, meaning you can catch it quicker and you can, uh, it's more dangerous. It, It can kill you faster. Now, people when they hear me talk about this, they say, not everybody dies that gets COVID. No, they don't. And I didn't fucking say that. I'm saying people that get COVID now, not all people that get COVID die, but the majority, like 99.2% of the people in this country that get COVID and die are non-vaccinated. That doesn't suggest that everybody that gets COVID, that's never been the case. I didn't think I had to explain that. So not everybody who gets COVID, whether they're vaccinated or not, dies. But 99.2% of the public that get COVID and do die, whatever that is, 2%, 3%, it doesn't matter. It's a lot of people dying. Those people are unvaccinated. That's very clear. Now, the people that don't get vaccinated, again, they think it's dangerous, deadly. It's taking away our freedom, which is ridiculous. But that's what they believe. So now we hear about this Delta variant that came from Britain. And I want to talk to those people that are pro-vaccination. Because I'm getting a lot of kickback from some of them as well as the non-vaxxers. That this Delta variant is infecting people with the vaccine. Now you see, they hear these news stories And they want to assume the worst. Never fucking assume the worst. What are you doing? No, don't assume the worst. So anyway, they they hear some places, something in Israel that says, oh, there's a report that uh, the Delta virus, COVID Delta virus is affecting people with vaccines. Now, understand. That's not what they said. But here's something else you need to understand. You can get COVID even if you've been vaccinated, but you're not going to get real sick. You're not going to die. You're not going to be hospitalized. You can get it, but it's less likely that you can get it or be able to spread it to other people. Now, people are thinking that this Delta virus is this new super virus that is going to take out all the people who are vaccinated. All the more reason not to get a vaccination. That is categorically not true. The CDC has very specifically said that if you are vaccinated, you should be safe from the Delta variant. Now, there's another variant called Lambda. And uh, that apparently isn't even a factor in this country. There's maybe 1% of the people that have it. So it's not something that's out of control. But the Delta variant is becoming predominant in the United States. But even if that is the case, 
if you have a vaccine, you're not going to get sick and die from it. There might be some rare cases that that happens. That's just the way science works. But the CDC has said that if you are vaccinated, you will be safe from the Delta COVID virus. But I get people constantly telling me, oh, no, no, the Delta is going to take out the people with the vaccinations, too. This is just not true. And it goes back to what I said before. People hear a story, they pick out the worst thing or the best thing. That's all they remember. They don't listen to the facts or the specifics of that particular news story. You can't do that. You're too busy looking at the high points and looking for the tabloid news when you should be looking at the facts. So I'm going to tell you right now, at this stage, now anything can change at any time. But at this stage, if you are vaccinated and the Delta virus is somewhere in your proximity, you're going to be okay. Now that said, those people who aren't vaccinated, they've got some serious problems. Now, those people that aren't vaccinated are the hot spots right now where people are getting COVID and people are dying. Again, I'll say it, not everybody who gets COVID dies. I know that. Shut the fuck up about that. But the people that aren't vaccinated um, predominantly get COVID and can die from it. So what I'm saying is all those people that are dying of COVID right now, 99.2% of them are people that are unvaccinated. Now, the problem with with this is there's going to be pockets of these people that aren't vaccinated, and this is going to spread like wildfire. Now, where this could become a problem for those of us that are vaccinated is that if it keeps spreading and it spreads wide and far enough, it could again mutate. Now, we don't know where it's going to mutate to or what it's going to be able to do. So it's conceivable if it mutates enough, it could become less affected by the vaccine. Now, that's not happening now. That's not happening now. If you have the vaccine, you're in good shape. Just settle down. That possibility is there, but we're nowhere near that right now. And the current mutation, we're fine with the vaccines. I don't care what you heard or think you heard or think you know. Right now, the CDC has been very specific about it. And if you have the vaccine, you're going to be okay. Now, the interesting thing about the vaccine, I said this in one of my TikToks. I was talking about this. It's very ironic that uh, when COVID first started, Donald Trump put Jared Kushner in charge of overseeing whatever they were going to do about COVID-19. Turns out they weren't going to do jack shit. And that's why we have 600,000 people dead today. But Jared Kushner apparently had the understanding, and I don't know where he got this, because apparently he's not very scientific either. But he thought that this COVID-19 would only affect the blue states. So he said, "Ah, fuck it, let them get sick, let them die. Serves them right. It'll make it easier for us in the next election. That's really his strategy. That's why nothing was done. They threw out the uh, 
the, the, the strategy book. They threw out the team that was supposed to deal with this stuff. And they let COVID-19 run rampant. And rampant it did. 600,000 people dead. That was his attitude. But here's the interesting situation. Here's the karma comeback. So now after we've gotten the vaccinations and things are coming down a little bit with COVID-19, we still have the pockets of those people that aren't vaccinated. But while it's come down, we're starting to get back to some semblance of normality in our lives. We still have COVID running wild in certain areas with certain people, those not vaccinated. As much as Jared Kushner wanted to off all the blue states, and he thought that was a strategy, didn't work, of course, because the Democrats beat Donald Trump. But in spite of that, now we're on the downside, and those people that aren't being vaccinated are predominantly the people that are dying What's interesting, those people who are dying that are anti-vaxxers are largely Republicans. (laughs) So just the opposite is happening uh, as to what Jared Kushner thought. Now, again, I'll get kicked back about this, too. There are some Democrats that aren't vaccinated. There are people, for whatever reason, are afraid to be vaccinated. And some of it I understand. People in the black community have had experiences in history where they've been hoodwinked and um, put in dangerous situations. But you really got to focus on this situation. We know COVID exists. We know it's killing people by hundreds of thousands. And we know that two-thirds of this country... Well, not two-thirds. No, two-thirds of this country have taken the vaccine. All you have to do is look around and say, well, is the world falling apart? Is people being followed? Uh, People getting sick and dying from the vaccine? No, they're not. There'll be some Republicans say, oh, yes, they are. No, they're not. There is no evidence of that at all. So if you know COVID's out there, you know it's dangerous, and it's not something you want to put yourself in front of. If you know that there's 67% of the people in this country that have taken a vaccination and no big problems have occurred, doesn't logic tell you to take the fucking vaccination? I don't know what you're afraid of. I don't know where everybody's coming from on this. And again, it's not all Republicans that aren't vaccinated. There are some Democrats and independents for whatever reason. But largely, it's Republicans. Now, they're predicting that maybe as many as a 1,000 people a day dying when this peaks in the fall. And when it does peak in the fall and a 1,000 people a day are dying, they're largely going to be Republicans. So it's ironic that Jared Kushner thought he was going to kill off the Democrats, and in fact, it ends up they're going to be killing off Republicans. I don't want to see anybody die, but, you know, God said, didn't God say this? I'm not a theologian, but... He said, God will help those who help themselves. You need to help yourself. And if there's a dangerous disease out there that could very well kill you, you need to take the precautions. They did it with polio. Remember, polio was a big deal in the 40s or 50s or whatever. People were becoming um, crippled, put in wheelchairs, until they found the polio, uh, polio vaccine. 
Everybody took the polio vaccine because that was one hell of a disease. Now you don't see much about polio. Nobody in any large numbers said, I'm not taking the polio vaccine because they're going to send black SUVs following me. Nobody said that because they knew what the outcome would be if they got polio. We should know what the outcome is going to be uh, with COVID-19. Yeah, you might make it through it. Probably most of you will. But if you know some people are going to get sick, put in a hospital and die, do you really want to take that risk? Especially after what you know. You know the danger of the disease. You know that at least two-thirds of this country has taken the vaccine. And you can see how it's affected not only COVID, but people aren't dying off by the dozens. People aren't getting sick. They aren't magnetized for Christ's sake. There's logic sitting right in front of you. And if you can't see it, well, then you have to suffer the consequences. I hope you don't get sick and I hope you don't die. But if you do, don't feel like we should all feel sorry for you because you had the same chance everybody else had. All right. Something else I wanted to talk about, and I talked about this on TikTok, and it's about what this country is becoming. Yeah, it's becoming kind of a scary place. I've said before that I think Donald Trump is a racist and tends toward Nazism. A lot of people will say to me, that's crazy, that's ridiculous. Well, let's look at some facts here. Now, Ivana Trump, Donald Trump's first wife, I think, said back when she was married to Donald Trump that he had this book of quotes by Adolf Hitler that sat next to his bed on a bedside table. And he'd read it all the time, which I question a little bit because we know Donald Trump's not a big reader. But she said this occurred and it was his wife. He was reading about... Adolf Hitler. Now, we also know that uh, back in the 70s and 80s, while he was in business, he was cited numerous times for racist uh, tendencies in business, things he did in business that appeared racist. He was cited and fined for them over and over again. That just isn't by accident. I mean, once you make a mistake and are fined for it, don't you try to change it up? Now, apparently Donald Trump didn't because he was too busy reading the quote book from Adolf Hitler. So we've got all these people that follow Donald Trump. Now, do you think they follow him because he's real smart or because they like his policies? Now, these fucking people don't even know what policies are, and it's not because Donald Trump's smart, because clearly he's not. What Donald Trump did when he done some of these racist things, he's given people a voice that didn't have a voice. And I've said this many times before. You know, for years and years and decades, we've thought that racism has kind of gone by the wayside. Now, people in the... Uh, Black community knew better than that, but we white people that didn't know any better said, hey, it's looking pretty good. When in fact, we had just as many racist people out there, Nazis even, but they were all under their rocks. They were afraid to come out because of the ridicule and, and what people might do. 
But as soon as Donald Trump came along and stood up and started screaming about how the white supremacists were good people, how the Confederate, uh, how the Confederate statues are just history. Then people came out from under the rocks and they said, hey, God damn, we can talk again. We've got some air. And that's exactly what Donald Trump did. Now, when these people came out from under their rocks, they were fervent. They were loyal to Donald Trump because he's the only guy that's come along to let them step out and speak their mind. They think they're right. And now the president is backing them so they can stand up, speak loud and proud. And that's exactly what they did. Now, if you question my thoughts about whether there's a lot of racism here or Nazis or people like that that follow Donald Trump, let me remind you of a couple of things. You remember during the insurrection, these were all white supremacist type folks, oath keepers, those kind of folks. Remember when we had the Confederate flag walk through our U.S. Capitol? That hadn't happened, not even during the Civil War. But there's the Confederate flag, our enemy, the losers of the Civil War, walking through our Capitol. And then, of course, you have all these protests and meetings and such of these white supremacists. And it's not unusual to see Nazi flags all over the place. They're loud and proud. Yeah, we're fucking Nazis. We're racist. We don't like, we're anti-Semites. We're all of these things. And they can speak it out. And Donald Trump kept telling us that they're good people. They're good people. We've got all the attacks on the black community. People that are injured, harassed, even killed by these folks. But it's BLM that's causing the problem. You understand where the racism is here? He's all for the white supremacist. He wants to blame everything on the black community or people of color. And if that isn't racist, I don't know what is. Now, talking about racist idiots, I've got to bring up Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you remember, compared having to wear a mask to the Holocaust, which was absolutely ridiculous. And the Republicans didn't say anything about it for a long time until they got too much pressure because it was fucking ridiculous. Then they spoke out about it toward Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene seemed a bit indignant about it, but then came back one day and said, hey, you know, I went to the Holocaust Museum. And I'm sorry, I was wrong. Wearing masks is nowhere near as bad as the Holocaust. Well, no shit. No shit, Margie. Of course it's not. And you were wrong. So people kind of forgot about it. And then then after she apologized, it's kind of quiet. She's still spewing her bullshit. But then she starts talking about vaccines. As if vaccines were mandatory. And as much as people might want you to believe that they are, they are not. They are not mandatory. Nobody cares if you don't get a vaccine. You're suggested to get a vaccine. We hope you get a vaccine because it will get us that much closer to killing this fucking disease completely. But that doesn't mean we can tell you to get a vaccine. Now, that said, now that said, that doesn't mean you can't have some consequences by not being vaccinated. And what I mean about that is try to get on a plane without being vaccinated or wearing a mask. Not going to happen. 
people are going to insist that you're vaccinated if you're going to enter their businesses. Some people will. And you know what? They have that right to do that. They're private industry. They can demand anything they want. You know, they always say no shirt, no shoes, no service. They can say that about vaccination and they're perfectly legal in their rights to do that. So there is going to be some prices to be paid if you choose not to be vaccinated. You're welcome not to do it, but don't be surprised if you pay some prices. It's a lot like the First Amendment. Yeah, you can say whatever you want, but when you do, there could be consequences. And you're not free of those consequences just because of the First Amendment. All it says is, yes, you can say it. But sometimes you have to use some common sense when it comes to being vaccinated or spewing shit out of your mouth to know that somebody may kick back on this. And you better be sure about your choice or your decision because you're going to suffer some consequences. And if you don't like those consequences, maybe you should have thought better before you fucking did it. But people think they are free to do whatever they want without consequences. Not in this country. There will be consequences. You don't have to get vaccinated. I'm not going to make you get vaccinated. I could give a shit if you get vaccinated. But if there are consequences to that choice, shut up and be an adult. Because you should know that. You should know that there will be consequences. So with this vaccine thing, after apologizing for saying something stupid as wearing a mask is like the Holocaust, Marjorie Taylor Greene apologizes, then comes back and says about these vaccines, it's like the brown shirts are forcing these vaccines. Really, Margie? Do you know who the fucking brown shirts were? The fucking Nazis. You said it. You were embarrassed. You apologized. Now you said it again. See, this whole racism, this Nazism is so ingrained in these people's minds that they can't stop from spewing it. Ever notice that from a from a, uh, a Trumplican? You can stand there talking normally and all this, and they can't help themselves. They've got to say something inflammatory because they feel so strong about Donald Trump or vaccines or masks or whatever the hell it is. They look for confrontations, dare you to disagree with them. This is who these people are. And I'll be honest with you, in my experience up to now, it doesn't pay to argue with a Trumplican, an anti-vaxxer, an anti-masker. It doesn't. Because you can give them all the facts, the logic, the truth you want. They don't listen to shit. All they know is what they think and what Donald Trump tells them, and you can't argue with them. So all you can do is disregard them. I tend to laugh at them sometimes because what they're saying is so fucking ridiculous. But don't engage in an argument. Not because you're trying to turn the other cheek or be peaceful, because there's just no money in it. You can't win that situation. These idiots will never change their mind. You can't set them down like a like your your son or daughter and say, that's bad because of this. Now, the kids will understand that and say, okay, I get that. I won't do that. These people don't have that gene. You can't get them to see reason. They don't understand logic, and they don't want to hear anything that's contrary to what they think or what they're spewing. So, in the future... Best not to even argue with these idiots, whether it be about vaccines or masks or 
anything for that matter, Donald Trump. It doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't pay to bother to do that. Anyhow, I'm going to wrap things up for this Rational Boomer podcast. I could talk forever. You know that. Uh, but I choose not to because I don't want to bore you to tears. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap things up for the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to make sure that you ask your questions, comments. Go to rationalboomer at gmail.com. You can email me directly there, or you can go to anchor.fm and leave me a voicemail. Either way you like, I'm anxious to hear from you. So we'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time. Next time.